welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about holding a higher thought to deal with any situation. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about highest, holding the highest thought and intention in any kind of situation. So today, Sue and I are going to share about our personal tips and experiences. How come we think this is a good idea? And then it's gonna, you can apply this into your life to have more high vibe kind of life. Okay. So finally, just because Sue and I are partner, you know, maybe we are experiencing the same thing right now. So before this recording, we're chatting about, you know, it's not a good idea always have a role of rescuer and try to save our loved ones, whoever that is, right? And then try to uh, help them to avoid like them falling or making the same mistake over, over and over again or destroy themselves or whatever that is. Um, we each came to the conclusion of today's title and then we thought, this is a really good idea uh, to share this because a lot of us are going through something like this big or small in our lives. So, Sue, um, let's talk about this. And can you start a conversation from your sure. point of view? Yeah, sure. I'll just go from um, my own experience. I have a, a situation going on in my life with a family member. And in past times, this family member I have watched that I love very dearly um, falter mm -hmm. in, in discovering his path mm -hmm. in the world. And I've come to rescue often this mm -hmm. family member. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing that with what he's facing now, I don't want to rescue him anymore. Mm -hmm. And that ain't, Go ahead. Come to that conclusion. Well, I'm building my own personal vision for what I want in my life moving mm -hmm. forward. Um, I've shared before, my husband and I are intending to move to Florida. Mm -hmm. I've been doing more and more work in my practice as a quantum healer. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much looking forward to moving to a different location and building mm -hmm. my practice. And having us time, I've been, we've been parents for 30 years. So <laughs> there's 13 years difference between our boys. So we have been parenting for a very long time. And um, now we're really ready that they're older to be um, us, to have us time and to build our dreams. He's a writer as well as a marketing guru. And I'm a marketing assistant and I'm a quantum healing professional. So we both want to spend time together and cherish our dreams um, as a couple and as well as build our dreams as individuals. And mm -hmm. if we're constantly going and taking care of and rescuing other people, mm -hmm. then first of all, we're not, I realized through my own experience that we're not honoring their own abilities especially if we're, if I'm assuming that something they did in uh, this person I love did in their past is going to be the current behavior or the current 
mindset of consciousness, then that's not really being fair to that person because we all grow and expand mm -hmm. and we all learn from our mistakes and we all have a life plan. Mm -hmm. So I think it's honoring and loving, as you said um, to me while we were having our talk, it is more an expression of unconditional love to not rescue, to not take on the role of rescuer because it is undermining the other individual's ability to take care of themselves, to grow and expand and to live their life plan the way they intended. Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, like my thought is, you know, I was having similar dilemma. Just because we are light workers, that she, we know how to, you know, help people transform. We tend to take this role of, oh, I want to help people who I love. It could be that person you love, could be anyone, right? It could be family member, it could be friends, could be whoever around us, right? It seems to be having a difficult time, repeating same cycles over and over, keep on falling, keep on feeling powerlessness, keep on being stubborn and going through same cycles over and over. And then you feel like, okay, if I don't help this person, this person gonna repeat the same cycles and that kind of screw up the person's life, even though that person is saying, oh, I'm doing the right thing, right? So when you feel like you are helping that person by rescuing or help them to empower whatever they feel lack of, I came to the conclusion that, you know, when you do that to a person, you're kind of like enabling them to repeating the same cycle because that person cannot come into their own individual power or even if they can't, they are not going to hold accountability on their action. So they cannot learn their um, lessons, right? When we love the person, we feel like we want to do everything, anything possible to do for them. That's such a great point. I mean, why does somebody have the impetus to do for themselves if they just constantly have somebody around them that's like circling around them, always willing to jump in and do things for them? What is the impetus to do it for themselves, first of all? But second of all, it's, it's giving a message to that person that we don't trust them. It's, it's, it's telling them we don't believe in them, in their it's own ability to, to solve. Yeah. And so I thought maybe this would be a good segue into discussing um, the kind of energy that the energy and vision that we put into any situation yeah. is in congruence with this conversation because what we hold as a belief Mm -hmm. about the situation or the person mm -hmm. or the group, the, the collective group, mm -hmm. those beliefs and visions that we hold of it are providing a certain energy. Yeah, and we're creating the reality based on this belief, which is yes. helping anybody. Yeah. So, you know, it's like we were talking about if we have, just for example, we'll take sports, um, if you have a person, you know, you have a team, uh, let's just say baseball, cause that's what I know the best. Um, and I've noticed over many years of coaching and playing softball and that kind of thing. So that's my 
place to be. Um, what I've noticed is the dynamic, if I come into the game on any particular day and I am having a really bad day and I bring that energy with me and I'm, I'm not really looking forward to playing the game and furthermore, I'm thinking about the team that we're playing and I say to myself, well, we can't beat this team anyway. I've already lost the game before I even started playing, okay? Because I bring this energy that is not going to bolster my performance as a baseball player. Mm -hmm. and not only that, but it's a co-creative venture because there's a team, it's not just me. Mm -hmm. So the energy I'm bringing to the team is pulling the team down. Mm -hmm. They're gonna feel that, they're gonna see it because of my body language and they're gonna feel it. Yeah. And that's not helping in our effort to play this game and to be the best that we can be. And so, Con, uh, in contrast to that, I'll take like um, Derek Jeter, who was the captain of, you know, they called him the captain mm -hmm. and um, of the Yankees. One of the reasons that he got to be captain is because he always, always, whatever was going on in his life, brought his best energy to the game. And what that did was that helped bolster all the other players. And even in the midst of a game, if things weren't going right, he didn't get angry and start throwing helmets around and and start cussing at other players and causing trouble and bringing the energy down he always kept it up and light and would compliment somebody even after they made an error because after all we all make errors and we're doing oh, yeah. it mm -hmm. so i like to use the sports analogy because um even if we're you know if i'm a, playing a single person sport like golf the energy i bring to the game is going to very much affect how that game is going for me. And if I hold the highest vision of my ability in that game, in other words, if I am playing golf and I envision that I can have a good drive, you know, a 250 yard drive, mm -hmm. and I see it and I see myself doing it, and I know that my body knows how to do it because I've practiced it. So these these examples translate to business, they translate to dance and theater and art and anything you can imagine. We're talking about bringing the energy to a situation. So relationships, what are we bringing to it? What is our highest vision? And I'll let you take it from there. Well, I was kind of going to try thinking about talking about horse. So I'm going to start from there. I'm a, a bit equestrian. I used to have a horse. And then when you ride a horse, right? Horse is similar to men or kids. They're gonna uh, try to taste you how much they can get away with it. So even though when you're riding the horse, it's a co-creating uh, experience when you ride. So you have to give balance the energy when you are riding with it. And they're gonna taste you how much they can get away with it. And then once you, show them the boundaries they don't cross because they are very smart they are playful but they are very smart and each horse they have a personality so you gotta be strong together but open enough to co-create when we are having a riding experience and it's togetherness freedom when you're riding the horse you experience all this together. This is, I think, why I love riding the horse. Um, well, I can't do Western, I know. 
I'm really bad at it. I do English, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm Western all the way, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But when, um, you know, you are, and also when you take care of the horse, you um, create certain bond. And then you need to show enough patience to other horse. My horse had a traumatic experience. Um, previous owner probably hit him. So oh. I couldn't put his bridles like this on his uh, head. That's how you want to put the bridles on the horse. And he bolt like four times from the place we are uh, uh, putting our horse. And then I have to take out each bridles and then blind hold him and then get used to this fear. And it took me three months to, for him to trust me to do this. So I know how to be patient. But in a way, it's the same thing when you're dealing with a partner, your kid, or whoever you're having difficulty with. Um, because that person might be having blocks or traumas or whatever the wound they had from previous relationship or whatever that is they have issues right and yeah. then how are we going to deal with um the situation of course you want to take care of it as a woman you feel like you want to take care of everything but what you learn is you know so and i learned it learned is you gotta kind of uh, put the boundaries because you have you know your own thing you want to have. I have my own dream. I have my own goals. I have my own life. Besides, you know, having a partner or, you know, having a horse or whatever, having friends. Um, so you got to also honor your own space, honor your dreams, honor your own goals while, you know, you make time for the other individuals uh, and the live, you know, life with or, uh, create a life together with or helping them out, you know, whatever the situation. So when your friend come to uh, rescue, you know, and come to ask for the rescue, you know, a lot of times that happened to me. And then a lot of times that happened to me when I'm really, really busy. So I tell them, okay, I can help you, but only thing I can do is this. And then I do that, that's I can do, so I help. But mm -hmm. if that person don't like how I help, they give me the feedback, you could have helped me this way. I can't do that because I already gave you the time I don't even have and I creatively created. So it's not like, I'm not saying like, you don't have to ignore if some people ask you to help, but figure out how much you can help. You don't That's have right. everything. I agree with you 100%. Energy you don't have to help, but you can tell them how much you can give. So you can put the boundaries by understanding how much you have. So you're not going to give your own water from your own cup. And then by the time you have nothing left for yourself, which, exactly. you know, you're going to deplete all your energy and then you have no power within yourself to create your own life and then hold your individuality. You know, even after you get married, it's very important to be still an individual. You, you're not going to be like conjoined twins just because you're married to a guy. And then now I have a husband. We're together. He's my best friend. We go everywhere together. We do everything together. 
to me, that's not what I seek. It's very important to have your own freedom, your own individual world, your own individual circle of your friends. So you still have certain mystery and discovery from each other. And he has his own freedom to go meet his buddies, right? That's how I see as a marriage from my own experience from my, you know, ex-husband. So I feel like, you know, in the relationship, it's very important to set boundaries and understand how much you can give. Yeah. So, you know, how do you heal from being, if you have been a rescuer in the past and now you've made this shift and this decision that I will have boundaries, I will create my own life, then I think the key to uh, actually truly assisting an individual that maybe in the past we were a rescuer to is by holding our highest vision of them instead of imagining them not being able to do for themselves. Yes. Change that and shift that all the way around into a whole different statement, which is they are fully capable of taking care of themselves. They are fully capable of handling a crisis situation or a difficult situation or a situation where they're expressing what they want, but they're not quite sure if they know they can do it. That's where our holding our highest belief about that person, instead of looking to the past and saying, well, in the past they screwed things up. Maybe they're in a different place now in their lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But the best way to support them is obviously not to do it for them, but to let them figure it out on their own and at the same time hold the highest energy that we can in support of that, which is believe that they can. Because that has energy. Our, our beliefs about a thing, our visualization of something, whether it's going to be working out or not, holds energy. Yeah, especially if you, you or I who are very individualistic and then you know, a business-minded person, we are very um, assertive. So instead of waiting for someone else to rescue us, we can offer our, you know, help, right? (laughs) But that's gonna often, uh, it's a double-edged sword. And then what we can do is, you know, especially for men, that man could be your friend, it could be your kids, could be your partner, could be your husband, what we can do as a female is, I know you can figure it out. So have yeah. that faith, and then that's it. Leave it. And then I'm we- here to talk. The only thing I would add to that is, if you have the time, I'm here to listen. Okay, that too. That too. I'll hold this. I'll hold the space. Yeah. And I know you'll figure it out. And. I believe in you, you know, letting that person know, yeah. I believe in you, you have, you're, you have all these abilities and highlight whatever their best ones are, you know, yeah. provide a mirror for them, show them that you see their good qualities, that they're strong, their strengths, provide that mirror, but don't be the one to do the work because that's disabling somebody that is, mm-hmm. that is enabling them to, to not take action. Yeah, so, and also if that person happened to be male, you're emas- emasculating them. Yeah. By yeah, it's great if, it, if of, they could be capable of doing well, right? 
I, th I think it's so important to try and balance whether you're talking about a male or a female, the, the, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. But I get what you're saying um, that men tend to have, you know, not a blanket statement, but tend to have this part of them that says, you know, this is this, the, the masculine is, is just really intense. It says, oh, you know, you're a female, you should take care of me. Um, there's still those walking around, but there are very balanced. <laughs> there are very balanced men walking around too. So we want to give them props. Um, ultimately, if women and men could find a nice balance between their masculine and their feminine, because we've got masculine qualities too. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. And, and, um, so I think that just all ties into the, the topic, which is, you know, the energy that we're putting out. Mm -hmm. um, really affects the situation and our relationships with individuals. Um, yeah, and also it's going to affect on our stress level too. Yeah. When we are getting involved too much, then their drama goes into our life, which got nothing to do with our own life, right? Yeah. It sounds cold when it's, that's your kid's life, but come on. Yeah, even your partner, even if you're married to somebody, we cannot, we cannot navigate another human being's life for them, no matter mm -hmm. how much we love them or how close exactly. to them we are. And in creationship, mm -hmm. the tools of creationship, thought, word, and deed, beliefs, right? Those, those four things. If because when we are equal partner, we have to, you know, respect that they can handle their own business. Yeah, Without or, or they, they're allowed to, to try and fail, but that's how we learn. Yeah, and that's the best lesson you can give for the kids too. Like I heard Richard Branson, um, his parents let him fail so many times when he was a kid. So his parents never told him what to do. So he was saying his parents had to take care of all this uh, craziness he has created by doing all sorts of things. But that's how he became who he is. And then, you know, um, he, he has his own mind to think on his own instead of uh, following conventional way of the norm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't think of this guy's name. It's an actor that I really like quite well. Um, now I'm trying to think Matthew of a movie. He's, hmm? Matthew McConaughey. Oh, how did you know? Gosh, your Spidey senses are so good. So Matthew McConaughey, thank you. You're like the other. You're like in my brain. I hope you don't get scared in there. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew McConaughey, um, I listened to uh, a number of his own, you know, talks and interviews about his upbringing. And he, he talked about his father being very much that way with him that, uh, and is he the same one you were talking about? Um, Who was the actor you were talking about? Um, I don't really talk Branson, right? You said Charles Branson? No, Richard Branson. He's oh, Richard Branson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So McConaughey, um, he would talk about uh, how his father would let him uh, work his way out of his own messes, hold him completely responsible. So he didn't tell him what to do. He would encourage his strengths. Sometimes he would present ideas, 
However, you know, it, Matthew said it was always his choice, you know, which direction he would go. And also, here's the important part, like we were talking earlier, it's important for us to feel the results of our actions. So if it goes badly, we need to allow that person to, to mop up their own mess. I mean, we can be supportive. Right. We can be loving and kind so we're not saying oh you jackass why did you do that you know that's not very nice um we can say okay so you made a mistake i'm here if you want to talk and and how are you going to uh how do you think you're going to rearrange things to to make up for it or to to uh recover but we're not doing it for them and that's the biggest yeah, lesson when they're a kid but after they become adult enough, like high school or whatever, they got to start accountable about their actions. Oh, I'd say even kids need to do that too on, on a certain level. You know, like if you're talking a tornado level disaster, you know, adult intervention is needed. But I think we need to start helping our kids be accountable right from the very beginning. In other words, if you drop your cup of milk, you're not going to have milk for lunch because you just dumped it. You know, now you can go to the sink and get yourself some water. Just little things is what I'm saying. But we can okay. build that. Yeah, we can build that all the way up and um, into bigger and bigger responsibilities. But uh, empowerment of another individual is, is uh, it rests on helping them see what their strengths are and their own abilities. Too. And that's important for female to have, too, because you know um in order for us to have a healthy relationship with a partner so we're not going to be needy or codependent you know once when our parents you know were helping us to be holding whatever the stuff accountable for our own lives then we become more individual i mean you know some of us tend to be too individual but you know it's important aspect to have a more balanced relationship i'll tell you this when i was um coaching baseball i uh i would always set the bar higher for the boys and I, I didn't, well, I did coach females for one, one season. So for the boys or the girls, it didn't matter who, what the sex was. I was working with kids mm -hmm. and I would always give them a vision of what I could see they were capable of. Mm -hmm. And then I would raise the bar even higher and say, now I want you to try this. Or where are you in this, you know, like if they're pitchers how many how is your work this week doing and um have you have you thrown this many pitches and uh let me see what your workout looks like and that sort of thing always trying to raise the bar just a little bit higher because what people don't know about themselves is that we are capable so of so much more than we imagine mm -hmm. so we need to start imagining right yeah. that we are capable of and having been in the military that was that was what they did that was um that is how they get people to be to go from civilian to a well-oiled team and machine that could do things that not every average person could do just by repetition they keep asking you to push yourself harder and harder higher and higher using more skill learning more technique 
educating yourself more by taking the courses that you don't have to take, but you can take them if you want to improve and if you want to move up in rank and things like that. Or do you want to stay where you are as a big E1, you know, when you come in? It's your choice. But um, the more we raise the bar in our minds for what other people are capable of, that's a better energy that we're lending them. We're lending them a higher vision of themselves. And really, that's all we are as humans. We're mirrors to each other. Oh, yeah. What are our potentials? Um, you know, Dan Pena always talked about... So that's, that's what I think is helpful. Mm -hmm. So Dan Pena was always talked about it's a good idea to put especially male to um, get into the military when you want them to become a successful individual. And then, because they have a, dis they, you need a discipline in order to succeed. And all, of course, what you said now, like you can raise your bar higher and higher and higher, and then you're gonna learn discipline about how to get there, right? You're not gonna be a wimp to say, if some hardship comes into your life and, oh, I can't do it, you know? So, <laughs> if or when I have a kid, I'm going to put them into military. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like you can put them into military school. There is a military school for the kids to teach them discipline, right? It's not like you want to become a military individual, but they have a um, school. So they become more together. And I feel like it's a good idea. You know, because life can bring you all sort of curveballs. And then it's important to have certain um, foundation as an individual to have not only flexibility, but also discipline and the strength. And then to me, having military experience, especially for boys, even year or two, to have that kind of um, way of thinking is a good idea. Yeah, um, and I bring the example up because we can do it, we can do it in our minds as far as how we visualize ourselves and the people in our lives. If we hold our highest thoughts, that's energy. Mm -hmm. And our highest thoughts about a person is, is in all of their potential plus what, what they might surprise us, what we never imagined they're capable of. And that means we have to stop looking at the past, whatever it was that they may have fumbled over in the past, and, stop, and, and take them right here where they are now. Yeah. And hold that higher vision because sometimes we have to lend a vision to somebody we have to be the mirror for them and we don't want to mirror their past mistakes nobody wants their past mistakes mirrored I mean if we're doing introspecting and we're going to go over a past situation and try and figure it out well what could I have done better that's one thing but we don't want somebody holding a belief about us that we are who we were back then because we all grow and we yeah. all mature and we all learn and so holding the highest vision of anyone is the best gift you can give and it is unconditional love 
it's, it's not keeping them trapped in a back in, in a past energy mm-hmm. and also uh you love the person enough to uh let them go their own way to solve the situation that could be unsuccessful or not quite that way according to our eyes it doesn't matter you know because they're not us and they have their own way of tackling things and then they'll figure it out yeah and that is perfect because then we have a, a highest trust in that person they can they can do it yeah, and I think, um, you know, where all of this boils down to the absolute, um, you know, the bottom, the core of this whole thing is we can only create for ourselves, but our energy does affect those around us. So in our own picture and in influencing our own life, we have ultimate power. We're the only ones that do. And for the ones that are around us, the ones we love, the ones we work with and uh, co-create with, if we bring, if we're careful and very mindful of the energy that we bring to a situation, a relationship, a project, whatever it is, that's the best gift we can give, I think. And also be mindful of energy around you. And if that is not your match, Sometimes it's a good idea to temporarily let go of it because it's affecting you, you know? And that's self-love as well. Because in order for um, you to inspire the people, people who you love, you gotta be powerful enough to live your own life. And then you don't wanna be let down by other people's energy or drama and stuff like that. So, you know, part of unconditional love is important to set the boundaries 100% for that as well. Absolutely. So, yep. I, I don't remember who said it, but mm-hmm. go ahead. I was just agreeing with you because um, somebody, I don't remember who said it, but um, somebody said we will be most like the, the five people that we spend the most time with. Oh yeah, that's what and my so, used to tell me that, which is absolutely true. So you gotta be careful with who you're gonna spend. That's like including physical person or non-physical person that you watch on the internet. You know, yeah, you gotta be very selective because you become that person. Or you know, when you're mixing energies with people, you can tend to uh, lower your own energy if if you keep hanging out with people that are playing in those lower energies. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you, you know, you have to be, be selective, be, be selective. Even if it is a family member, yeah, we're not you still have to uh, we're create your own space enough to hold your own level of energy and then be available how much ever you can for those people, but you don't have to be available like 100% when you feel like, you know, sick of being around them you can calculate how much you can give right yeah yep yep 
And I, I would say that is our responsibility. Like we need to be consciously creating rather than unconsciously creating. And the things that we've talked about today are all the ways to consciously create the outcomes that you're hoping for, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a business uh, venture, whether it's a baseball game or riding a horse, we are responsible for creating our situation, our reality. And, um, you know, if we bring our highest energy and highest vision to it, that's very helpful. And then as Erica has pointed out in a number of different beautiful ways, we also have to protect ourselves, our energy, and um, set boundaries when necessary. Yes. So today, what, yep. that's what we wanted to share with you guys about, and I hope this is helpful. And we're going to bring some more interesting topic next Friday. So thank you so much for watching. Please share, like, subscribe. And Sue and I are going to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Susu and I are going to talk to you next Friday. Bye!